Hello, 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 everybody. This is your host, Hannah Cavanaugh, and welcome to yet another episode of Tea for Three. I'm here with two very awesome friends of mine that I've known since I first moved into Brookdale. They live on my floor. They're the bee's knees. Please give a warm welcome to Sylvia Welch. And Boaz Kaufman. Hello. How's everybody doing today? Good. Pretty no, good? Pretty good, yeah. yeah. All right. Look, so the tea that we're going to be trying today is by Yogi. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. I think yeah, it's yeah, Yogi. Yeah. I okay. don't know how else you could yeah. possibly. Yogi. <laughs> Yo, guy. Um, so Yogi tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's raspberry passion, perfect energy. It energizes and supports focus. So let me read you. A brief description on that. Ooh, some science terms. Green tea and Assam black tea combine with amino acid L-theanine and traditionally use, wow, I'm butchering this, are your Vedic herbs and our raspberry passion perfect energy tea with raspberry and passion fruit flavors and a hint of sage. This intriguingly delicious tea helps energize the body and focus the mind. I'm pumped. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yes. Thank you very much, my dear. Aww. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Okay, so I'm going to blow on it because I don't want to scald my tongue. It smells sweet. Oh, that smells so good. I can smell the sage. Oh, yeah. God, like I'm like nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> That's such a mood. I'm so afraid to try it. It's so hot. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move my coaster. Okay, closer. smart. Okay. I have a yellow one. Oh, Is that your favorite color? Nope. Okay. But I like it. Okay. <laughs> wow, Hannah. Not even doing research on my favorite color. Wow. Take a flying fork to yourself, Boaz. <laughs> what is everyone's favorite color? Um, it's funny. I used to love blue, but now I'm really into red. I love red. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I, I used to really like purple, but then I think I kind of went back to blue. Then I went back to purple again. Okay. So, you know. I don't yeah, really fair. have one strong preference for color. Fair. I like peach. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. Light, mm. light, light. Okay, so how are we feeling about Yogi? Would we would we drink this bad boy again? How should we rate this one? I don't know if it, I would call it a bad boy, but I would drink it again. Okay, cool. It's a good boy? It's, it's a good boy. It's, it's a good what, boy. It's a good... <laughs> I'll rate it like awesome. an 8.5 out of 10. Okay, right. I Smart, smart. I would give it... Yeah, I'd give it about an 8. Because I don't like when the flavor punches my like palate too much. I don't like when teas are too strong. So I think this is pretty good. So great job, Yogi. We are not sponsored by you, but we love you dearly. Okay, so now the topic of discussion that we're covering today is just relationships in general um, in terms of how it relates to the complication of the optics of human connection and also how beautiful relationships can be, at least from you know, everyone's point of view. But um, yeah, so I guess I already know, I kind of already know how you two became a thing, but just for the listeners that may not know, how did you two end up together? I guess when did we meet? Probably in one of the beginning. first days of, yeah. uh, uh, in the beginning of the year, everyone on the second floor would come out like every night to the lounge yeah. to do work. And that was in August. Yeah, yeah, um, or even before school started. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess that's when we met each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Then we were just friends for a while, and then at some point in, I guess, October, we started hanging out a lot more, October to November. Late October, early November, yeah. Yeah. Um, you'd come to my room a lot, and you'd, like, mm -hmm. sit down on my little purple couch. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. 
my room would be a mess. I'd always be like really embarrassed. <laughs> like, oh fuck, I gotta clean. Oh, can we curse on here? Yeah, you can. I've cursed okay. before. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Done my fair share. Did you not um, hear her say fork at the beginning? <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so uh, we got closer through that. And then I asked you on a date at some point. Mm -hmm. We got a uh, bubble you asked, tea. You asked me on a date on Monday. Oh, that's cute. And we decided to go out to bubble tea that Thursday. Mm -hmm. And the time we went out to go to bubble tea uh, was one of the times where we had a crazy, crazy snowstorm, which ironically did not get us a snow day. And we were, we still decided to, you know, like go out to bubble tea, even though that's it was cool. like snowing. And it, it was like and really yeah. <laughs> and yeah. gross and disgusting. And there was like a good four to five inches of snow on the ground. What? And we just like <laughs> put on our snow boots That's and we just started going. That's commitment that bubble right tea. there. Yeah. And then the nice. bubble tea was cold mm -hmm. and we were cold, but we uh, were living it. That's cute. Um, but did you ever envision this happening or did it just happen? Like that's um, that part always fascinates me because I, I don't know how these things work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if I would say it was premeditated. No. Uh, <laughs> you make it sounds <laughs> like a murder. Yes. I, I, I'd say it was probably like second degree relationship, second degree dating. Um, I, I, wait, which, which one is second degree? First degree is premeditated. Second, well, second degree is like accidental. This is a bad um, okay. Yeah, that's a bad thing. You're going to kill me. But Ooh, shoot. <laughs> probably not. Um, so... <laughs> At some point, um, while being friends, I said, uh, I should try to date her. And then we went on a date, and I had fun. So I was like, we should do that more. Um, what happened to, what's the story of the night we became official? Do you want to tell it? Oh, you want, you want me to tell it? Uh, when we became official, or mm -hmm. before we became official that night? Which Wherever. One? Okay, um, the night we became official was with... Uh, Kylie and uh, who else was there? It was Daria, Kylie, Daria, Aaron, in Eric. Eric's room. Yeah, Eric lives two doors vegan down. Or, no, oh, non, non vegan or non-vegan? Non-vegan. Sometimes Eric. <laughs> uh, I kind of get like the the stories conflated. Did you did it's you good. did you feed me the the chocolate yeah. orange on the night uh, we were official? Yes, or was that? Was, okay. um, so Eric, uh, sweetheart that he is, was just giving us like snacks and sweets oh. and like food because he just like has a bunch of mm -hmm. oh, delicious yeah. shit that so, he likes to share with people so yeah so we were there and you <laughs> yeah. were eating a dark chocolate orange mm -hmm. i don't really like dark chocolate like slices of the orange that yeah, he yeah. gave us yeah okay. like, you know the breakable dark chocolate oranges that you hit against a table and then like you eat the chocolate orange slices i've never them. tried okay them. we're gonna have to get one for you really next good. christmas um, okay <laughs> um, so so, you had... so i had asked you something like sylvia do you want a dark chocolate orange and you said um i might want it if you feed it to me Oof. <laughs> and i was like "Ooh, bold so i fed you a slice of chocolate orange um then i think uh, after a little while i went back to my room and then later you knocked on my door right and came in because mm -hmm. you wanted to cuddle yeah because so we cute. had cuddled once before that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then we just like cuddled and talked all night, and it was really nice. And then at some point we decided to uh, to make it official. Yeah, I think it was like two or three a.m. when we were cuddling, and then uh, you asked me, "So does this make us dating?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it does." <laughs> nice. That's so. cute. Now, I, I, in terms of labels, I don't know. I've always wondered when it's the right time to 
to label something, right? Because I think some people could be mm-hmm. afraid of labels and the commitment behind that. So how did you know that that was the right time? Well, I didn't. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't completely sure already. Uh, I think that he had asked me beforehand if we were dating, and I did express to him that I didn't really know yet. Uh, definitely Fair. the uh, that night, like it was so late, and I agreed to that we were like official. Um, but I didn't regret it in the morning, so that's I a good like, sign. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you <laughs> know good. what? This is like kind of sounds bad for me. Like, so. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm very, and I was really happy that I was in a relationship with you. The only reason why I was hesitative is because like I had just come out of a bad relationship and I wasn't sure if I was like ready for a new one. Right. But um, I think that everything turned out really well. So I'm happy overall. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, what do you think defines a great relationship compared to a terrible one in terms of like what you've seen and what you've experienced? Uh, well, bad relationships always have a lot of red flags. Fair, okay. Um, you should run at the first sign of any abusive behavior. So like right. trying to control your thinking, trying to control your actions, but that's that's kind of an extreme case, you know? Fair, like, yeah. And it, it's, it's difficult to get out of those situations. So a lot of times the relationships continue, but you know, like that's sort of extreme. Uh, I guess that a good relationship is built on mutual trust and caring and both people sort of love each other equally in the relationship Hmm. where a bad relationship might have an imbalance of power due to one person loving the other person more than the other person loves them. Yeah. Now I always found that like, cause I, well, first of all, I've never been in a relationship myself, but just from what I've seen, it always seems like there are red flags and people tend to ignore them because like, you know, the feeling of love, I guess, is that powerful, but I don't know. It's just always been such an interesting phenomenon for me because I, I get confused by the whole thing. But um, mm-hmm. Well, it's like yeah. you, you sort of see it and you don't think it'll get worse. Yeah. You'll see it and you'll be like, all right, this is a, you know, a weird situation, but he's never going to do it again mm. or they're never going to do it again. And then um, when they do it again, you kind of like come up with excuses and then eventually you're just like, no, I can't do this anymore. Fair. So. No, yeah. Um, it's funny because in terms of relationships i i feel like the first relationship you're introduced to is your parents right in terms of like what a relationship should be you look towards your parents Mm, and so um it's funny because my mom um well she was she she was a single parent raising me so i feel like i never got too much insight as to what a healthy relationship really looks like so that's why i guess i'm kind of confused about it now because i i've never really had a prime example like that but did you guys have similar experiences did you ever look at the relationship that your parents had and and kind of looked at that as the primary relationship that should exist Mm, uh, that's an interesting question um i don't know if i consciously uh do that but when you when you now that I think of it, like, I feel like my dad's a pretty smooth talker, and I think I might have got some of that from him. Hey, lit. So. <laughs> you are a smooth talker. Uh, my, my parents always uh, joke how similar Boaz is to my dad, which is really, really? uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sort of Freudian, and I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see that when I uh, first started dating him, but my dad's um, majoring in computer science, and Boaz is planning on majoring in computer science, and I guess, like, the one main That's... difference is that my dad doesn't like cats, and you really like cats. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, um, you're a little less um, abrasive than uh-huh. my father. Well, uh, well, yeah. Is there any, is, was there ever any other relationships that you looked at and you're like, okay, that's that's kind of what I want. Like, I know this is a good relationship. 
Um, I mean, my, my two older brothers, um, you know, dated people before I did, uh, before I dated anyone. Hmm. And I feel like in general, I um, take a lot of my behavior from them, or I did growing up. So right. um, they're both great guys, great boyfriends, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I mean, really, I think just to be a good boyfriend, you just need to be a good person. Suppose. Right? Just be nice. Yeah. Um, I guess it's more than that, but. Maybe. <laughs> um, do you ever find that there's misconceptions in terms of how people think relationships should be like? Is there any, like, do you ever find that or? I don't know. Mm. I used so? to think that um, relationships always had to be like really passionate and you always had to like super duper feel your love for each other. And if, there yeah. were, you know, like if there were fights, like the fights should be passionate. And if there was love, the love mm-hmm. should be passionate. And that's kind of just like not always great, you know. Yeah. You need you need calm points in your relationship, and um, I think that having someone as like calm and gentle as Boaz is really oh. good for me. Yeah. Because he's sort of like a stable person rather than someone who is just as aggressive as me in my mannerisms and behavior. Yeah. Not that I'm like aggressive, but <laughs> I think my personality's a bit abrasive. I, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I think that certainly. In uh, you know rom coms or any yeah, kind I was of romance, say. <laughs> like you can't you can't have rom com level of like passionate no you know no but I I love did for months sometimes at a time. I did but, too actually yeah yeah but it was like bad too so it was, bad it was good and then it was bad and the good parts were really great and the bad parts were really awful that's true I just um. There's, I, I look back and I think now looking back, I'm like, there's so many rom-coms that are uber problematic. Mm-hmm. I mean, What Men Want is such a prime example of that. Like, have you heard of What Men Want? I, I saw an ad. I, I didn't see <laughs> no, well, that, well, that's, um, oh, wait, not What Men Want. Sorry, What Women Want, because it's a remake. So, gotcha. the, okay, so What Women Want is a film starring Mel Gibson which I'm already like, um, but a different story. Um, he suddenly gets this power. He can read women's thoughts and he uses that to manipulate women so they can like get with him. And so he can get all like, so he can get them on their good side. And it's, so I don't know. That's where it kind of teeters. on like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I feel like rom-coms as a whole kind of perpetuate this, um, this like weird ideal of what a relationship should be and i feel like that can carry weight um is there any other instances in which it carried weight for you guys i mean i feel like we've had like we've had romantic moments it's been yeah. fun like yeah I've, I've never denied that all right but i, I know i know i wasn't saying you were but just like that's not yeah. um every day obviously yeah of course but I mean, in terms of, like, individually, in terms of, like, your own view, in terms of how you viewed relationships, did did media play a role in how you thought they should be? Hmm. Um, it's hard to say. I think, I suppose. obviously, there are a lot of, like, societal expectations of what you should do in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I like buying you chocolate, for example. <laughs> um, and, like, I don't think anyone's ever explicitly told me to buy chocolate for my girlfriend, you know? Yeah. But, like... That's just something that's nice to do. I guess I've always um, immediately become more domestic whenever I get into a relationship. Hmm. So I'll start cooking more for the other person and um, 
Like, I remember before we started dating, uh, it was so cute. You told me that this is when you started thinking about me in a more romantic sense. You um, accidentally cut yourself while you were cooking. Mm -hmm. You cut your finger. And I was I... chopping an onion, I remember. <laughs> I cut my uh, and I, I come in and I see that you're bleeding and I immediately like go up to you and I hold your hand and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're bleeding. And then I ask him if he has a band-aid. Oh, he just cute. does not have band-aids in his dorm room. Who does not have band-aids Oh, I don't. Dorm? I don't have band-aids in my dorm room. You heathen. Listen, if I die, I die. It's whatever. Yeah. So I, I go back to my dorm and I pick out a band-aid and yeah. I put a band-aid on him. Hmm. Yeah, that was sweet. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you ever find that you have to, do you ever find that it's expected of you to like have a more dominant role in terms of always initiating everything? I just, I feel like in terms of now that we're on the topic of societal norms, it seems like guys are always expected to make the mm -hmm. first move or initiate everything all the time. Yeah, I, um, I definitely think that that's like real, hmm. like, um, but I kind of wish it wasn't. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, I don't want to get asked on dates. I mean, <laughs> not now. I mean, like, no, no. <laughs> Buzz, will you want to date with me? Of course I'll go on a date with you, Sullivan. Yeah. Let's go um, to yeah. the park together. Oh, that'll be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... There we go. We just broke a societal... societal hey! Oh, yeah, I should buy you chocolate, and I should um get roses for you. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's... When I was a kid... Yeah, in high school, there was... um. I don't know, I really wanted to approach guys, um, but my mom always told me that a guy should approach you, that guys always have to make the first move. And I just feel like now it's changing a little bit. Do, but do, you, do you feel like it's changing? or? I think that um, it's whatever you want to do. Like if, if you as a, a woman approach a guy, the guy's going to like appreciate it, even if he's not interested, you know? Because we like never get that, and that kind of contributes, I think, to a lot of toxicity. That men mm -hmm. sometimes have um because here's the thing right we a lot of men interpret compliments as flirting even when they're not mm -hmm. that's just because like they don't guys just like in general at least in my experience don't often get like compliments you know what i mean like yeah did you ever try to approach anyone sylvia like did you ever take it upon yourself uh, only when I was, um, a dumb little, like, preteen. Okay. Um, I was really forward about, um, being interested in guys romantically. I wasn't, like, a creep or anything. That's good. But I was de definitely <laughs> the kind of... That's something a creep would say. Hmm. Oh! Was, hmm. okay. You're the one who's dating me. What does that make you? Oft and oft and oft. I definitely was the kind of person who like wrote love letters to other boys and like stuck love letters in their lockers oh. and like went up to guys and told them that I thought that they were hot. Okay. See, so, like if that's... if someone had done that for me, even in like elementary school like that, my confidence growing up would have been so much better. They didn't like it. Oof. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Screw them. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it's interesting whenever whenever a guy would approach me in that way. I'd get so creeped out by it, like, because there's been a couple instances where l love poems would be sent out, and I would read them, and I'd be like, <laughs> well, there's a difference so, between, like, showing interest in a girl in yeah. a normal way and mm -hmm. a creepy writing you a love poem yeah. immediately. <laughs> that, that yeah. you know, like, that's a little far. You can write yeah. a girl a love poem after you're dating her. Oh, mm -hmm. but so. this was, yeah. This was like, oh, Hannah, your hair, the way it moves. <laughs> oh, your voice, the way you speak. I'm like, 
So it's clearly just like physical <laughs> infatuation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's something that I definitely noticed that. But um, I guess just for fun, for something a little lighter, what were any awkward moments that you had in terms of like approaching people, in terms of dates, in terms of relationships? Because even though they can be Oof, very beautiful, it could also be very, very awkward. <laughs> um, this was not with you. This was, uh, let's see, uh, beginning of senior year, maybe a few months into senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I'd never been on a date, okay. but this was about the time when I was like getting my shit together. Go you. Um, ask a girl on a date. Mm-hmm. Also to get bubble tea, different place though, don't worry. <laughs> Um, That's what he does. Is that your thing? Yeah. Like bubble tea? I just... <laughs> it's I like it's bubble tea a lot. Okay, okay. It's, it's good. Chill. A lot of people like bubble tea. Fair, it's true. And if they don't, you don't want to date them. But I'm... Continue. <laughs> I mean, is that so wrong? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing. People with you. have their preferences. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we uh we go to get bubble tea. We talk for a few hours. Um, long story short, uh, it turns out I didn't make it explicit enough that I was intending it to be like a date date. Oh. So she just thought we were hanging out. I've um, been there before. It was uh, pretty painful. I'm so sorry. Um, oh. Very awkward. Um, we were like still friends afterwards, so it was chill. Okay, that's good. That's not, then that's not bad. It'd be different if she never talked to you again. That would make yeah, it no, even I more mean, awkward. Like, yeah. I just kind of, yeah. when I realized that she wasn't like interested in that way, I just mm-hmm. like, you know. I mean, we, like, kept hanging out for a while, but, like, I don't know. It was a nice day. All right, fair. I would... Hmm. Oh, yeah, so here was my issue. I never knew how to say no to people, Um, Mm. and so I would... And it's such a bad... And looking back, it's it's so terrible to do this. I mean, I, I don't do it anymore, thank God, but there'd be times where I would be approached, and I would say yes just to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, when really I was just leading them on and that's not cool. That's not right. 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 So mm-hmm. it was, this was junior year. Um, there's this guy and I really wasn't into him at all. And I kept brushing him off and, and being like, Oh, like, thank you. But I'm kind of busy that day or something. Um, he asked to get pizza and I tried making it a group thing by inviting <laughs> all my friends. Right. Nobody showed up. So it's just Ooh. me and this guy. And we went to the pizzeria, and I was there for literally 15 minutes. I scoffed up my slice of pizza. I went, oh, I got to do work now. Bye. And that was, that was the, that's so, that's the worst way to go about it. Because that's, it's yeah, so Yeah, I mean, bad. the blame is somewhat on him for, you know, not taking a hint. <laughs> no, I mean, but the thing is, okay, I, he was a little socially awkward, and I think he was also, he was a year younger than me, too. I don't, but mm. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but... I yeah it made it just made for a really awkward time and you know sometimes you just got to be honest from the get-go um but was there a time where you came to that point where you could be honest with the person and put yourself out there like Hmm. what marked that time for you too um for us two specifically or just as individuals as individuals um it is definitely a skill you have to practice Mm -hmm. um just like understanding cues and vibes that people are giving off like yeah clearly if someone's not interested in you you have to recognize that i suppose but sometimes you misinterpret them and you're like oh maybe they're in a bad mood that day or maybe it's mixed signal maybe they're trying to play hard to get so well that's why it's something to practice never assume that uh, yeah. <laughs> someone is interested in you i think that assuming that someone is playing hard to de- hard to get is really um 
dangerous concept. That's true, yeah. Honestly, like... Because you could come off as... You can definitely come off as, like... People don't usually do that. Yeah, true. Because before that, it was dropping the handkerchief. What? What? Wait, you've never heard of this? I've never heard of Okay, so in the 1800s, when a woman was interested in a guy, she would drop her handkerchief (laughs) on the floor. Yeah, and if they picked it up... They liked them, and it was an excuse for them. It was a window of opportunity for them to talk to the woman. That's so um, cute. Yeah. Honestly, that like that seems much easier. I know. I, I just need to carry a handkerchief around and be like, <laughs> <laughs> why doesn't the <laughs> handkerchief industry like capitalize upon this? I know. I beats me. But um, like how the bathroom uh, industry capitalized on gender. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um. I guess that a lot of people say like, oh, you have to learn to love yourself before you can learn to love someone else. And I think that could mm. kind of play a role in terms of putting yourself out there. I think the more confident you are in yourself and your choices, then the more upfront you can be with the other person. Mm-hmm. But um, do you feel like that rings true in any way? Or Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, I mentioned like uh, when I first started like trying to date people, I was, mm-hmm. I was getting my shit together. Yeah. Like... Before that, my shit was not together. So, like, no one's, yeah. no one's interested in people who don't have their shit together, you know? But what... At least but, to some capacity. Everyone's a definition of getting their shit together is mm-hmm. different, right? I mean, like, what was your equivalent of, like, you getting your shit together? Um, you just have to be, like, at a point where, like, you would be someone that you would want to date, I guess, is a good benchmark. Ooh, okay. Huh. That's I mean, a good like, point. Yeah, I definitely date myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. like a, woman, a female version <laughs> no, of yourself? No, like a clone of me. Bozy. Gotcha. <laughs> Boza, gotcha. Yeah. I feel like self-love is a really weird concept because Fair. there's always going to be, you know, a part of yourself that you think you can do better, and then there's mm-hmm. always going to be parts of yourself that you're confident about. Um, so I don't think that self-confidence is really like a black and white issue. It's kind of like a grayscale, you know? You can Fair. have like a lot of confidence and then you mm-hmm. can have very little confidence and you can have confidence in some areas of your life and you can have no confidence in others mm-hmm. and I've always been very confident about my personality I've always right. been very confident about my ability to make friends mm-hmm. and I've always been confident about the way that I sort of like have mannerisms I've been I have very confident mannerisms mm-hmm. and a confident way of moving and speaking that's true um, I don't though have self-confidence <laughs> and mm-hmm. I like you you know that I like I'm you know I get worried when I'm in relationships that people are gonna leave me and I get oh. like really I'm the kind of person who's like very afraid of abandonment wow. and I sort of hide that through um, the perception of confidence mm. outside it's funny because I I, I feel similar way, not in terms of like um, the abandonment part, but for the longest time, um, I was kind of afraid that I that no one would like me in that way or that no one that I was into would really feel like I was lovable enough. So I think I for a while I used confidence to kind of hide behind that, but... Did you did you ever feel the same way in terms of like feeling that you didn't deserve a sense of love in your life or did, and if you did was there like how did you get over that? I did and I got over that by being a terrible person and dating people when I still was not ready to date yet. 
Okay. Um, so I got into like a lot of very early relationships with people who I shouldn't have been in relationships with. Mm-hmm. And I think that my friends really dragged me out of it. Like my good, That's good. female friends, a lot of which, a lot of whom were lesbian. Okay. Um, shout out to them. I love them. Oh. And, <laughs> um, you know, they, wait, wait, wait. It's not a shout out if it's not, I know. you're not saying any names. No, I'm not, saying, I'm not, no, no, I'm not no, no, pressuring no. you to say names. No, they know who they are. They'll they tune in. Are. You'll maybe, get them to tune maybe, in, yeah, I yeah. hope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Many of them weren't lesbian either or weren't bi. They were just, they were just really chill people. And they That's sort cool. Of, you know, being friends, having a strong female friend group allowed me to build up enough confidence in relationships. Nice. And they always got me out of bad relationships and they were always like you know so you shouldn't be doing this yeah and eventually because of all the friends that I made I sort of was able to get confidence in myself that other people could be friends with me and other people could love me mm. that's mm. cool that's I cool I think um uh, my answer to the question is yeah. uh, in sophomore year I was infatuated with this uh girl at my school mm-hmm um and I just I never did anything about it because like I just was not um confident enough in myself right um so I guess to get out of that I just finished going through puberty and then I was fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just I I got healthy and like went outside oh that's cool it it seems like keeping busy helps and I guess I mean, I guess focusing on your, it seems kind of cliche, focusing on yourself. I wouldn't say that per se, but maybe just keeping busy with things that you like to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, like, at least in college, like, you know, classes helped, worked, help. And, but what would you say, would you mind describing to me your, like, briefly, very briefly, do you have any previous relationships that you definitely learned a lot from and, like, whatever mistakes you made from that, you you kept that in mind going forward? I think we just had this conversation the other day, didn't we? Um, so I've only, I had one pr- previous relationship. Okay. Um, from April 2018 to August 2018, early August. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it was a good relationship. Um, right. I think she thinks so too. We like ended on good terms. We're like still friends. Um, cool. But... You know, I think I went really hard into it in the beginning, and it taught me to, um, there's a song I forget, it's like, um, the lyrics are, um, hold on loosely, but don't let go. If you cling too tight, you'll lose control. Ooh, Um, nice. And I think that's just good advice. Dropping them bars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Such a poet. Is that the... Oh, such a poet. Um, so, but yeah, you need to, like, keep a healthy amount of space Hmm. Um, while still being involved in the relationship. And I think I, uh, I'm kind of a clingy person. Uh, mm-hmm. So my first relationship taught me to um, try to get that under, under control. Do you feel like you have it under control? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, always still learning. Yeah, fair. That's true. We're all, we're all still learning. We're that's all true. Out. We're mm-hmm. only 18, yeah. you know. I feel like, yeah. I feel like in general with anything, like you can never stop learning or else what's the mm. point? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> True. But um, yeah. Uh, okay. So my first relationship was in fifth grade. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like that, that wasn't, wasn't in point, important. Ended in two weeks. Second oh. relationship okay. was um, with a guy who was four years older than me. Okay. Ended in flames. Decided to never date someone older than me and like only date in my age, age range. Okay. Um, did that. Mm-hmm. Found another guy, got into another relationship, 
and uh, the problem was that he was my age, but none of my friends liked him. Oh, uh, but I still dated him, and okay. that ended in flames. So I learned to only date people who my friends approved of, <laughs> and then I found you, and you are my age. And before I started dating you, um, I talked to Kylie and Daria They're awesome. about it, who were both really chill. Yeah. And they thought that you were really chill, and they supported me in, I wouldn't say going after you, because it was only, it was after you asked me on a date, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, am I going to date him or not? And they encouraged me to definitely date you. That's, That's nice Yeah. <laughs> Funny, it's like, I... F- I feel like you could even learn stuff from dates like we like we were talking about before with dates. Um, Because I also tend to be kind of clingy. Um, If a guy is nice to me, I'll think it's a sign of something else when it's really not. Mm. And I just I just kind of learned how to get that under control and be like, yeah, you know, guys can be nice. It's it's possible. A lot of nice men out there. Um, It doesn't it's not really anything special. I noticed when I would go on dates with guys, because I, I went on like a handful, um, I'd notice that I would I would kind of not physically cling on to them. It's not the right word, but it's it, it would occupy my mind for a while when really it's it's such a light thing. It's like it's just a time like you hang out for well, a couple I mean, hours. And I hope it. you're not physically clinging on to them. Oh, hell no. That would be kind of... It seems a little I mean, illegal. at least Bellevue's across the street, but... <laughs> <laughs> Like a warning sign for them. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy how strong infatuation is, though. It it still baffles me, mm-hmm. and it's really just a mixture of chemicals in the brain. Yeah, it's like a very strong <laughs> physical yeah. chemical reaction. It's God, it's nuts. Um, how would you describe that feeling? Because I'm, I feel like it's different for everybody. How would you, how'd you describe that? Infatuation. Yeah. Just um, love in general. I think it's different, certainly from like actual being in love with a person you know a, a real relationship um mm-hmm. when you're infatuated with someone you're more um uh kind of obsessed yeah right mm-hmm. that's what it is it's like a very like intense like obsession with the person basically yeah um but not like a a dangerous obsession necessarily just like um you know, if you're not going to do anything about it, it's kind of paralyzing, right? It makes it hard to yeah, absolutely. do something. Um, so yeah, it's just like not fun and being in love should be fun, but being infatuated isn't fun. Yeah. It seems like, um, it's, it's fun in healthy amounts. And I find when I, even outside of infatuation, just with intense feelings like that in general, it's inspiring creatively. I feel like that's mm. the only, that's like the only positive aspect. Like, if I'm feeling a, a strong, intense emotion, whether it be infatuation or other things, I'll write scenes about it or I'll, mm. I don't know. Cause I, I find that whenever I'm going through an emotional thing, I'll, I'll start writing scenes cause are like little short plays. I don't know if I entirely <laughs> agree with that because okay. I was, um, very into poetry in high school and still oh. into a lesser degree. I just, okay, that's cool. Do it less. So, um, but I've. I went back and read some of the poems I wrote while infatuated, and it's just, they, they suck. Really? <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't just gross? Because I look back at my own old poems, and I don't like them that much. I mean, like, I, I have old poems that I've written that I like, though. Mm. They're just, it's just bad poetry. Oh. It's just, because it's, it's not actual, like, love poetry. It's... Is it, like, Jack Kerouac style of writing where you just, like, meander on and on and on? I don't know who Jack Kerouac is, but... Oh, whoops. Well, <laughs> um, he meanders on and on and on. Right. Yeah. Um, it's more just like, 
um, very, like, stream of consciousness, I guess, but, like, right. I can't, it's, like, I remember thinking, like, I can't believe I, like, thought this way. Like, it's so hmm. weird and foreign. Sorry. Well, I'm yeah. also a, con- I would consider myself someone who also enjoys writing and reading poetry. Nice. And when I had a huge lesbian crush on this girl, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. Uh, fully recognized it as infatuation. And I really liked the poetry that I wrote about her. That's cool. Um, because they were, they were kind of like... They knew, they were self-aware, you know, right. self-aware infatuation poetry that wasn't masquerading as love. Mm-hmm. So it was mm. very honest and raw and kind of disgusting, <laughs> but like um, meant to be disgusting. All right, fair. Yeah. I found that with, with the, I, with a lot of, I, I'm kind of in the Boaz camp on this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because a lot of the stuff, I mean... But it, it depends from person to person, right? Also how, like, proficient you are. I mean, with writing scenes, like, I'll have, I'll capture lightning in a bottle, and then other times it's like, this is trash. Um, <laughs> but with the, with the infatuation specifically, it was a load of trash. I mean, stream of consciousness kind of deal. Um, what kind of scared me is that a lot of it was wish fulfillment, and I'm like, okay, quite enough. Like, mm-hmm. let's put that in a compartment and just, like, burn it somewhere. I, that kind of scared me, because it's like, you can't just will things into existence like that. Mm-hmm. No, there's that. Um, I think that the mind certainly has its way of sort of giving you what you want without allowing you to do something bad. And that's I think fair. that writing and writing your feelings like that, so long as you don't act upon them or portray those actions onto somebody else, um, they're really healthy and a good way of getting out your emotions. Is there ever... Oh yeah, when you when you guys first got it, like moved into Brookdale, and did you kind of go into it thinking, oh... Like, I want to get into a relationship, or were you just trying to wait that out, or? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I am done with relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting into another one. Yeah, I'm not yeah. interested in anyone. If I do get into a relationship, it's going to be with a woman. Oh, like, okay. There's a lot of that. Oof, okay. Mm. Um, I think, yeah. uh, I wasn't, like, thinking, like, I wasn't, like, scouting out the floor, like, no. who am I going to date? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I like you, Sylvia. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, that's it's funny. At first, I went into college thinking like, oh, I, I'm not interested right. Now. That's that's the excuse mm-hmm. I use. Like, oh, I'm not really interested right now. And then there was a time where I became hella interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's something about Brookdale to some extent, right? These rooms get kind of lonely. <laughs> they do. That's why I hang out in the lounge, but no one hangs out there anymore. Oh, <laughs> it's like so haunted. Haunted AF. It is really? Kind of, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you haven't noticed? Sorry. You haven't noticed? I like, thought you were spiritual. You have the tarot card. Damn. Sorry, okay. Sorry, sorry. No, that's no. A, that's a call out. I no, do no, it's okay. I don't I don't care if anyone judges me for that. No, I, don't, I don't think I'm a very <laughs> spiritual person. I think they're definitely ghosts here at Brookdale. They oh, like, yeah. The like, fridge rattles, for Christ's sake. Listen, man. It growls. I have yeah. lost, like, a fork and a knife in, in the kitchen. Oh, that's kind of weird. And they're just gone. But maybe somebody took them on no, the floor. No, that's literally impossible. No, but maybe someone needs a fork and a knife. That's a spoon, not possible. a knife, a bowl has disappeared. Things in my room sometimes move around and I don't know where they've gone. Oh, that's weird. I've seen, like, shadow creatures. Oh, like, Sylvia, no. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> but... Okay, so I haven't oh actually, like, seen anything that, like, makes me really believe in ghosts, but it just seems like the kind of place that ghosts would be, you know? Yeah. Like, ever I been guess... to, the, like, the basement, like, beyond the laundry room or in the other direction? Oh, the basement's creepy. I've, I basement's actually, scary. we were, um, 
I, it's funny we're not we're not on i guess we can we can talk about other stuff it's fine um <laughs> it's kind of teetered yeah. off a little bit this is this is fun actually i like that it's more fluid it seems so, like anyway. Hannah, have you ever had a relationship with a ghost oh um no but i'm sure there's some sexy ghosts out there and i wouldn't be i wouldn't oppose okay okay relationships with ghosts because that's a thing question i've heard it, if you have i'm being facetious re- if you fall in love with a ghost <laughs> is it necrophilia if they consent if you guys like i mean not if you're fucking the body but not if you're fucking the dead body it's what necrophilia <laughs> wait hold up wait what <laughs> Ne- ne- necrophilia is when you're when you're fucking a dead body. It's the, it's the joke. <laughs> but but if the ghost says it's okay. Oh but... wait 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 wait. Oh, you're saying... saying fucking a dead body? Well, okay. So it's two <laughs> questions. The, two questions. Okay, two scenarios. Okay. Okay. You okay. just have sex with the ghost, or you just have sex with the ghost's body? Okay. okay. Ghost just having sex with the ghost, not necrophilia. Having sex with the ghost's body, yes, necrophilia. That's so necrophilia. But what if you have sex with the body and the ghost is there and is like okay with it? Still what ne- if the it's ghost still necrophilia. has a very specific cuck fetish where they want you to fuck their dead body? That's really weird and I'm not <laughs> thinking about that's this. Still, that's still necrophilia. I guess we have to like define what necrophilia is now, and yeah. it would be defined as having sex with the dead body, yeah. no matter if the dead body consents or not. Yeah. Okay. Right? That's exactly right. Great. great. <laughs> well, okay. Necrophilia means like, like oh being in love with like a. Dead oh, wait, are thing, you googling right? necrophilia? <laughs> but a ghost is a ghost is dead. A spirit is dead. Okay. It's just still conscious and consenting. I mean, yeah, but it's not. So like... I feel like it's either both or necrophilia or neither. <laughs> Well, sexual intercourse with or attraction towards corpses. Thank there you. There is a difference exactly. between a corpse and, and a ghost. Okay. That's true. You convinced me. Fair okay. enough. Great, great. Great. Well, we can get no. off this topic. I guess <laughs> I guess maybe to distance ourselves the teensiest bit from this, um, I remember <laughs> I watched an interview with Bobby Brown. Um, well, mm. Whitney, you know Bobby Brown, right? No. Whitney, uh, Whitney Houston's ex-husband. So gotcha. he was in a band in the in the 80s i can't remember the name but anyway i'm I'm meandering on a wee bit back to the main point um he was doing an interview with this anchor woman named robin roberts and he was saying like he's like yeah i had sex with a ghost and she was like really like how did she was like he was like yeah i did like she just snuck in my bed one night and we just did it and i'm like okay Um, how did she know it was a ghost I don't, I don't know, but he was like, yeah, I had sex with a ghost. It's probably like, that ectoplasm. Okay, <laughs> legitimately, there are people out there who believe that they've had sex with demons, incubi, angels, and other, like, weird spiritual beings. People, the, the capacity of the human imagination is immense. That's okay. not, I mean, do you feel like, like that could be real? No. Okay, good. <laughs> no, because, I mean, I know... Can I can I say I mean I know you're a spiritual person. Yeah, but, but I don't not... know how far you would go okay, yeah, in that's... terms of that. I just had to clarify. That's a very good question and okay. concern to have. Okay. Because I don't want to I don't want to offend you and be like, oh that's dumb, and you're like, but it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't believe in vampires. Okay. I don't believe in werewolves, but yeah, I do believe do I. in fairies. I do. I, I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> So I've just been trying for the last like five minutes to think of a pun involving Ghostbusters, ghost busting. They're ghost busting. busting a knife. A- <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. 
Oh my god. Um, geez, that's so. I never thought this conversation would <laughs> end up here, but of course, of course it would. Of course it would. Um, Sorry, but you were talking about uh, fairies. No, I wasn't. No, oh. you weren't. <laughs> no, I'm not going to continue talking about fairies. Not here, not now. Okay. okay, that's a. I guess that's a podcast for. That's a. That's for another episode. Maybe we mm-hmm. can just make an episode about fairies. Um, <laughs> um, is there any advice you would give to anybody in terms of relationships? What would you um, say? I'd say just a general uh, rule of thumb for being in a relationship with someone is to be friends with them first mm-hmm. and foremost. Um, oh. And then like all the other stuff on top of that fair mm-hmm. i guess it isn't a i guess this <laughs> and i, I think that's yeah. for any kind of relation any yeah. kind of interpersonal relationship just be friends with people mm-hmm. all right cool well i guess we can wrap it up here once again um i'd like to thank sylvia welch and boaz kaufman for being on the show you guys are awesome and no awesome. oh, thank you <laughs> uh this is tea for three where we sip the tea and spill the deets thanks for listening bye y'all